Hello, Warriors. How are you guys doing this evening? This is Latrice Carter with Horror Movie Warriors, and this is Thursday, February the 23rd, and I am here with um, my, my lovely cast, uh, or my guests, I should say. <laughs> I said cast like we're a part of a movie, <laughs> but my guests today are uh, Richard Moylan and Nathan Dilla. Say hello, guys. Hello, now, um, this is actually um, an episode that was supposed to be done last Friday, but um, everybody had stuff to do, which I completely understand. You know, life happens and you want to do stuff and, uh, you know, and you get busy. So, but I, I know that uh, Nathan had wanted to talk about this movie. So, so I, I wanted to go ahead and, you know, um, just postpone it not cancel it but postpone it and and i had thursday available so um so this is exactly what we did or that's exactly what we're doing we we are discussing it right now uh um uh, mrs jamila galt she was supposed to be on as well but I, like i said life happens so i i understand that you know that she's not here um, but um, Jamila, uh, hopefully you listen to the podcast and maybe maybe you'll have your own opinions about it. Um, but um, guys, th- thank you for being here. That's first and foremost. And secondly, uh, we are discussing um, the new Candyman, Candyman 2021. Uh, Which is funny because it's Candy Candyman 2021, but it's set in 2019. Which is actually a year before Candyman Day of the Dead was set in 2020. Yeah, yeah. isn't that funny? <laughs> That's so weird. It is so weird. <laughs> and then it got moved back because of the dang pandemic. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think they ended up making it set in 2019 because by the time they made it, they, they had the knowledge of saying like let's set this in a pretty pandemic world yeah they, they didn't the, i think the reason it was set in 2019 was to have it be in a non-pandemic world oh like, okay so that was probably then, what that did was ended up making it take place a year before one of the previous sequels is set in 2020 oh <laughs> well it kind of yeah. makes sense and kind of doesn't make sense <laughs> so yeah <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, I will say that this movie, um, it was uh, underwhelming for me. I thought that, I, like I was telling Richard before, I said, I was I was expecting one thing, but got another, <laughs> you know. Uh, but um, uh, it, it stars, um, and I have the star's names written down here. Uh uh Nathan Stewart, Coleman Domingo, uh Tayona Paris, and Yaya Abdul Mateen. And Yaya Abdul Mateen is actually a very good actor. I actually really like him. Yeah. Um and it was directed by the, the, the well, she's the only African American direct, woman director that I know, uh, Nia DeCosta. Um, but um, but 
I I gotta be honest. I huh? Oh, I was saying uh, Nia DaCosta became uh, when Candyman came out, it dethroned Free Guy in the theaters for the number one movie at the box office on its opening weekend. Yes, I read that. Became the first African American female director to achieve that. Yes. Yeah, I did. I did read that. Yes, I I read that. Yep. I don't have it. As a result, she also got the marbles. She's doing the the new uh, movie with uh, Captain Marvel called The Marvels. Um, oh, is that's she? That's a gig she got because of Candyman. Oh, that's good. That's really oh, good. Is, yep. That's coming out this year. The Marvels. It's about oh, okay. The family of Marvels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, um, that is good for her. I'm glad that she got all that. I'm glad that she got work from this movie. Um, but I, I've got to be honest, I, it wasn't my favorite movie. You know, I, I did not really um, like it all that well myself. Um, no, I, I, I thought it, was, I thought it was okay. Uh, like I, I was telling Latrice earlier, Nathan, I thought going back to 1992 at the time, I thought the original Candyman was one of the most frightening movies oh, I've yes. seen. Yes, me too. Then... <laughs> I can remember. I remember me and my best friend um, rented the DVD, and. I could not sleep with the light off for a week because because I was slept right next to a mirror. Okay, my mirror was right next to my bed, so I couldn't. <laughs> nope. There was one. There was one scene in the original one. I think. Uh, what, what was her name? Helen was in her uh, was in the bathroom or her apartment, and she just looking at the mirror, and then I'm like, pow, pow, the the the, the, the cane just. <laughs> medicine cabinet I, I i jumped yep i, jumped <laughs> I did too <laughs> but in fact we both did because we didn't see it at the theaters me and my best friend we rented right. it so i don't know what was worse renting it or going to see it at the dang movie theater <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but but yeah i, I just um so where, were you, where were you saying with that as far as you're talking about how you reacted to the original. I guess you're, are you y'all saying you didn't get that, it, that experience wasn't recreated in anyone? Is that what we're saying? Uh, I, you know, I think for me it wasn't. I was very underwhelmed. Yeah, no, we were expecting... I, I didn't find it particularly scary. Um, I, w- I was intrigued by the revelation of, um, who Anthony is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that he was, I mean, he was the, he was the, you know, he was the grown up, uh, he, he was the baby that right. grabbed. Right. At the end, at, at, in the original. And he's yes. all grown up now. I thought, I thought that was good. I thought that was good. I did, I did not see that coming. But, uh, the rest of it was, man, if I had to, if I had to rate it from one to ten, I think I'd give it a, a six, and, and and I think that that's me being gracious. It, it, yeah, because I I would give it a five. 
I, I, I just, you know, didn't really like it all that much. But but Nathan, I know that you really liked it. So, uh, what is your what are your opinions on it? Well, here this is actually a good time for me to to read my tweet. Yes, 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 please. I, I had tweeted after watching it again last night. Um, and let me find it real quick here. Yeah, I, I had tweeted this uh, last night. Just my thoughts from the podcast and it ended up gaining lots of traction oh, that's um, good. I just say Candyman 2021 is an interesting uh, I said Candyman 2021 is an interesting movie because it introduces the concept of a hive of Candyman that are all part of the ongoing story of Candyman throughout the centuries it upholds all Candyman films and allows for the creation of a new Candyman although uh, Tony Todd is behind it all I say um, and that tweet got let's see 26 likes four retweets two quote tweets and it's been viewed by almost 1600 people oh, that's good that's awesome that's yeah I didn't I wasn't expecting to get traction or even trying to necessarily when, right. uh, when I set that out but yeah I was just thought that was interesting that I got such a positive reaction to it uh, 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 I think that's, that's good my favorite parts of the new one is how much they build on the mythology and how they integrate like some of the newer parts with the original mythology and like the whole hive mentality of it being like different Candyman how Candyman in general is the is more metaphorical of how that an American community deals with these tragedies and things like this that, that which is the other aspect of it I like I feel like they I feel like the movie is just the right amount of woke I guess you could say <laughs> like it's, it's it's woke in a good way and not in a bashing you over the head way like mm-hmm. it points you towards these issues of racial injustice and you know mistreatment by police and 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 things like this that need to be discussed without like going over the top like say the new Velma on HBO did (laughs) right Uh, what new film on HBO I didn't even see well I don't have HBO no Velma Velma the TV show oh oh Velma okay okay yeah yeah but yeah yeah um but yeah I um it doesn't. Uh, it, it brings up important topics without. Oh yeah, you. most definitely. I would say. Well, I I, I do yeah. agree with you there. I do agree with you yeah. there. It it does bring up some pretty tough topics that we all need to be discussing. We all need to be talking yeah. about. You know, and I'm not just saying. I guess that's a big part of why I have an affinity for it. I guess is because it is a good icebreaker for those topics to oh, yeah. experience some of those issues in a safe way by watching a film, and then being able to like discuss it in a group setting like this is right. All right, good. It's good. It's very good because, like I said, we yeah. need to be discussing these, like you know, these topics. Uh, well, uh, let's yeah. get into some questions. Uh, well, uh, who is your favorite character uh, in, in uh, Candyman 2021? And Nathan, we'll go to you first for, uh, for this one. Who is your favorite character? 
Um, I mean, I know it's kind of the obvious one, but I liked Anthony. Like, I like the main protagonist that becomes the new Candyman. Um, I just like his his journey into it. Like, I feel like it's a his reaction to everything and how deep he gets into it and everything. I, I can relate to. Like, I can see like as an artist, and then you get mm-hmm. involved and with this work guy and he starts feeding these stories to him and it and you know affects his art and then it kind of consumes him slowly over the course of the film right uh, i just think it's a you know it's a great character arc. well it was uh it, it's a real character if you ask me i mean that could totally happen in real life yeah uh and and richard how about you uh who is your um, favorite character? Um, I would have to go with Anthony mm-hmm. for uh, for the for the same reasons that Nathan uh, stated, and also like I said earlier, I, I liked the um, connection between him and the original movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, that that was uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a plot twist, but it was definitely a, a revelation that I did not see coming. Oh yeah, um, and I, I like the fact that they got his mother. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Vanessa. You know what? She, uh, she, came, she came back for this one, and damn, she looked good. She hasn't aged at all. She hasn't aged. She, she has, well, you know, guys. She looks fantastic. You know, guys. Black don't crack. Black don't crack. <laughs> Black don't crack. Black don't crack. That's right. <laughs> I say it all the time on these on my podcast. I'm telling you, Listen, I it, people do not believe that I'm 42, about to be 43 years old. I still look no like I'm in my teens or 20s. <laughs> Black don't crack. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. My favorite. You, she, she she looked amazing. She did. She did. She does. But yeah, Richard's right. That revelation there with the mom, and like you're like, oh, that's that's why they, when he summoned Candyman earlier in the movie, Candyman didn't harm him because he's literally being protected by the original Candyman mm-hmm. and trying to groom him because okay. the whole thing was. Uh, Helen, or not, not Helen, but his mother, Anthony's mother, says after what happened with Helen, everyone stopped saying his name. Everyone stopped talking about him. So, so Daniel Robitaille, uh, Candyman, Tony Todd, people stopped talking about him so he could no longer appear. He could no longer terrorize people. He needed people to talk about him he took again. His power away. And with Anthony, with right. Anthony, he had an avenue to that purpose. Well, you know what that kind of reminds me of? <laughs> that reminds me of Freddy versus Jason. That's what they did to Freddy. <laughs> yep. They stopped they saying his name. Yep. We got all about him. Yeah. And so, and the only person that was still saying his name was Burke. And right. He found an avenue with Anthony too, trying to get the story back out there. Yep. And then. And so it was Burke and the original Candyman that were both using Anthony for their own purposes right. to create this new Candyman, essentially, and get the name back out there. And it, it, the film even ends with him saying, tell, tell everyone. everyone. Tell oh, everyone. Yeah. 
tell everyone and that's what he wants and uh, that's what he gets mm-hmm. <laughs> which is that's the other thing too this is the only Candyman film that ends with Candyman not being defeated yeah yeah like, that's true way yeah. he actually wins at the end of this one yeah well, uh, my favorite character, um, well, I actually had two. Uh, um, one is Anthony, of cor- course. Um, Anthony, uh, he, he was very just, um, like I said, he was a realistic character who you could probably connect with, especially being if you're an artist of that manner, whether you're a painter or a singer or an actor, you know, you, you could probably relate aspiring to him. <laughs> yes, uh, aspiring author. Yes, yes. Yeah. And yeah, um, I mean, oh, go go ahead. Uh, oh no, I was just saying that definitely, if you're in any way creatively inclined, the way they show his, you know, the art that he creates is, is just really fascinating looking, and it's interesting how he interprets the stories that he gets told by Burke. Yes. Yep. And uh, and I really did like. Um, uh, Troy's boyfriend. Uh, I forget his name right now. Um, yeah. yeah, I forget his name right now. <laughs> and I didn't write it down. But, uh, you know, Troy is Brianna's brother. But his brother. boyfriend... Right. Huh? What's his name? Do you guys know? I think his um, name is... Is it Randy? Um, I think his I name is right Randy. Yeah, I don't think it was... It is... Uh, Grady. Grady. Okay, yes, Grady. No, not Grady. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Grady. Grady. Right? Okay, then, okay, it is, you know, I think it is Grady. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, it's Grady, played by uh, Kyle Newman. Yeah. Yes, I thought that he was just so, <laughs> so funny and, and nice and sweet, too. I was actually wondering what the heck he yeah. was doing with Troy, because Troy was the opposite, in my opinion. Well, we, we haven't gotten to that question yet, but I will unload when we do. <laughs> <laughs> <Uh-oh>. um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, great. I, I liked Anthony and I liked Grady. So, so there you go. But uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, who is your least favorite character? And, and Richard, we'll go to you for this one. Uh, who is your least favorite character? in Candyman 2021. Oh um, it's, it must be a thing with me and Coleman. Uh, I forget his last name. The, the guy Coleman Domingo? Uh, yeah, him. Because uh, he is on Fear the Walking Dead. As uh, I think it's uh, Victor Strand. And I, he rubbed me the wrong way from like episode five or whatever it was I just go <laughs> when is this guy gonna die wait a minute I'm he doesn't Walking play Dead. the so when I see him when I see him he does play Victor Strand I looked it up yeah, yeah. now is Victor was he the priest on no no he uh this is that Strand, new oh okay Strand, I'm thinking about okay yeah, he, he was like out for his own. Uh, he was looking out for his own interests. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I hadn't seen yeah, like, Fear the Walking Dead. Isn't and... everyone in that show? Like, everyone in all the Walking Dead shows, that's how they are. Everyone is. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
more or less. Because the whole thing is, is the people that are alive are worse to each other than the people that are dead trying to kill them. Oh, right, right. Yeah. That, that's what, exactly what I got out of it. Yeah. So yeah, he. Uh, so yeah, I did. I didn't like him very much. Right, um, right. And then I think there was um, an art. Uh, she was only in the show for maybe two scenes. She was an art critic. Oh yeah, the art. Oh critic. yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, she she really kind of can't, uh, was putting Anthony's artwork down, and then oh, later yeah. on they're talking. And she winds up getting killed, right in her apartment. Right. She calls them. She calls them back because after the murders happen, she sees an angle for the story. Right. That involves, right. That involves interviewing him. Yeah, and it, 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 it was like she was trying to exploit him. Everybody was. That's why I'm saying in this yeah. movie, Burke was, had his own purposes. Yep. So now did the critic. So did Tony Talk Candyman. Everybody was trying to get at Anthony and get him to become something yeah. for them, for their own selfish right. reasons. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and Nathan, who uh, who who was your least favorite? Yeah, I mean it's it, it's Troy. <laughs> yeah. The the brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the dating. Um, yes. Grady. I, I just I, I don't like it when they have characters that are that are that over the top. Yeah. I guess in a, in a way you could say that where Anthony seemed like a realistic character, Troy felt like a caricature of one. Yes. Um, okay. Because that also I guess I kind of have to answer this one too to tell you why, but. Um, my least favorite scene is the one where Troy and Anthony's girl, his fiance, come back to their place and he's like, We are walking in now. We yes. Oh my gosh. Day. What the heck was and that? that? <laughs> I hated that oh, scene. Man. And I, uh, that I wanted to punch like, him. It's just so obnoxious. Like, yes. it's so obnoxious. Totally and, obnoxious. And awkward and weird. And who talks like that? Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, and all that just makes me sour to that character. Yes, I, I, I have to agree with you. That was, he was my least favorite character. Uh, and because of everything yeah. that you just said, Nathan. I did not like. I wanted to punch him in the freaking yeah. face, and that's being <laughs> yes. and that's being nice. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, how is Grady with him? Because yes, like a good guy. I, I'm and telling like, you, do you, I don't, I don't know how. I do not know how that nice, sweet young man ended up with a prima donna. <laughs> right? <laughs> even the, even the way he told. Uh, even the way uh, that Troy told the uh, retelling of yeah. the original story, yes. you know, going on about how Helen was the killer and everything, even that was a little over the top. Yes. And first of all, I'm sitting there saying to myself, man, you got it all wrong. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> like you know nothing. Well, yeah, well, there's. I mean, we all know. You know <laughs> right. We know that's not what happened. Yeah. But I gotta say though, yeah. I did go back and forth between who I didn't like. I was, I was like, do I not like Troy, or do I not like Brianna? Because Brianna was getting on my nerves too. <laughs> yes, his girlfriend yeah. was getting maybe, on my nerves maybe too. Maybe it's just that family because they're related. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so what is your favorite scene in Candyman 2021? And uh, Nathan will come to you for uh, for this one uh, this time. Uh, wh- what is your favorite scene? Um, it, it's kind of weird. I guess it would be an unconventional to say this normally, but it makes sense for this film. But I like the mythology so much that I really enjoy the in credit sequence because with the shadow puppets showing mm-hmm. they show you all five of the cre- the creation of all five candy men during the credits oh no kidding uh, um with the shadow puppets mm-hmm. you get to see their stories and then them all come together at the end with the tony todd one being the epicenter of it all right uh, well i, I, I must I have to watch that I'm gonna have to watch that because when the credits started rolling, that's when I turned it off. Oh no, there's a whole like it goes through the entire credits, like okay. they, they basically flesh out. Right. The, the, remind the, me to tell you guys that I also saw the alternate ending. Oh, you did. Now, what okay, is I the alternate that. ending? It's not that much, really. It shows uh, they're there at an art gallery, uh-huh. uh, showing off uh, some of Anthony's work. And then they they focus on uh, uh, his sister uh, Brianna, right? Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Well, yeah, that's her name. Looking at yeah, she's just looking at the uh, the one piece of work that he did that was a mirror. Oh, and, you know, that was the thing that opened up. Yeah, but yeah, but she's just sitting there looking at the mirror, and she's just kind of staring at it for a minute. And the credits start. So oh. I, I don't know what they were trying to insinuate there. Like if she was going to start saying uh, saying the name, right? Well, because she already did that or, though with the in the car car. So. Now yeah, so I, I I don't I don't really know what the point of that was, but yeah, right, there right. was an alternate ending on the Blu-ray. And, uh, I'll have to um, see if I can buy the uh, Blu-ray. <laughs> I, uh, I I rented this movie on YouTube uh, uh, because of how you know much I didn't really like it. So I said I don't want to spend my money on a DVD or Blu-ray, you know. So, but um, but now I'll, I'll have to just so I can see the alternate ending. But but you know I I. I do appreciate the ending sequence, um, Nathan, because I did not know about um, Anthony Crawford. I did not know about um, uh, James Bird Jr. Uh, oh no, I, I did know about James Bird Jr. Um, I didn't know about um, George Stein. That's who. It, that's who they um, included. 
George Stein. Um, and there was somebody else that they uh, featured too. Um, uh, there was somebody else. The little boy, the 14-year-old boy who back in the like early 1900s or something like that, he was a 14-year-old boy, African-American boy, who was wrongly um, convicted of murdering two little white girls. Yes. He was, he was electrocuted. He was the first 14-year-old electrocuted um, uh, by death, the death penalty. And I think it was in North Carolina. I could be wrong, but I think it was in North Carolina or one of the Carolinas. And, uh, and they just recently, recently, they just um, found him innocent of that murder. It happened centuries ago. Wait, how did they get him executed that quickly? I have no idea. People are on death row for 10 or 20 years before they get killed. Well, you gotta think it was in the early 1900s or something like that. So they found a way. They found (laughs) a way. Right, well, that's crazy. Like nowadays, people sit on death row for like two or three for years. For years, because right? Of, because yes. of the appeals process. But well, guys, no appeals. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, let me go ahead and take a break, uh, right quick, and we will sure. be right back, guys. All right, guys, we are back. And Nathan, you you said that you had a question uh, for me, right? Well, I was just wondering more information on that case. Like, did the boy not get any appeals or anything, or was he? Yeah, you know, I have no idea. Um, career? Like that's. that's uh, oh yeah, that's George Steiny. Tasty justice. Yeah, George Steiny is the um was the um fourteen year old boy that I was talking about. I did not know about him until uh, Candyman came out, and um, yeah. and yes, he was executed by electro um electrician, uh execution by electrician is what it says here, and um, uh, let's see his trial, um, the entire proceeding, uh, the entire proceeding against Steiny included jury selection, took place on April 24, 1944. Steny's court-appointed counsel was Charles Plowden, a tax commissioner campaigning for election to local office. Uh, Plowden did not challenge the three police officers who testified that Steny confessed to the two murders. He also did not challenge the prosecution's presentation of two differing versions of Steiny's verbal confession. In one version, Steiny was attacked by the girls after he tried to help one girl who had fallen in the ditch, and he killed them in self-defense. In the other version, he had followed the girls, first attacking Mary Emma and then Betty June. There is no written record of Steiny's confession apart from Deputy Newman's statement. 
uh, more than one. Case for insufficient counsel. The guy's not mm-hmm. even defending him. That nope. it sounds like nothing was done right. Nope. It says here more than one thousand white Americans crowded the courtroom, but no black Americans were allowed, as was typical at the time. Steiny was tried before an all-white jury. But in 1944, most African Americans in the South were disenfranchised and therefore not present on the rolls of those available to serve on juries. What year was it? 1944. And after deliberating... This is like during World War II. Yes. After deliberating for fewer than 10 minutes, the jury found Steiny guilty of murder. Judge Philip H. Stahl sentenced Steiny to death by electrician. There is no transcript of the trial and no appeal was filed by Steiny's counsel. Wow. Between the time of Steiny's arrest and his execution, his parents were allowed to see him once after the trial when he when he was held in the Columbia Columbia Penitentiary. Under the threat of lynching, they were not allowed to see him any other time. Um, Steiny was executed on June 16, 1944, at 7.30 a.m. He was prepared for execution by electric chair using a Bible as a booster seat because Steiny was too small for the chair. He was then restrained by his arms, legs, and body to the chair. An officer asked George if he had any last words to say before the execution took place, but he only shook his head. The executioner pulled the strap from the chair and placed it over George's mouth, causing him to break into tears. And he then placed the face mask over his face, which did not fit him as he continued sobbing. When the lethal electricity was applied, the mask covering slipped off, revealing tears streaming down Stemming's face. This perception was later contested by Terry Evans. I I cannot go any further. I read all that for a reason. That 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 right there, folks. That if you want an example of systemic racism, what that is, what systemic racism is, it's that. Everything she just read. That's the ugly truth of it. Right? Yeah. Yep. You know? It is. And um that that's a prime example. Yeah. It it really is. And uh uh you know yeah, and and I agree with you, Nathan. These movies, movies like this, you know, even though I, I didn't really like it, you know, I do yeah. see the importance of it. Yeah. You know, I right. see That's the what importance. I mean. Like, I feel like this movie, it, it helped us to get to this place where we're having this conversation and it did so in a way that wasn't pushy or preachy. It just brought light to, to these things. And now we're reading further into it and we're reading it to these listeners and we're talking about these things. And it's, right. that's what's important. And, and you know, yeah. it, it's kind of um, even like with Nope. I, I discussed Nope um, last Saturday with um, Kelly Dunsmore yeah. and, and Rachel Stone. And, you know, um, 
even though you know nope wasn't as i wasn't as you know uh race oriented or anything like that it was kind of like you know uh like a disaster movie that movie was but we did get on the topic of how um of how they are still trying to erase you know what happened back then well guess what i just read what happened to to that baby george steiny and it makes me think about my baby christopher wilson you know that was 1944 and it, it, it wasn't that long ago that that happened and we have people like in florida who want who does not want to have critical race theory in their schools they want to just erase what happened well you can't erase hundreds of years of slavery you can't you cannot erase it you can make you, you can make it go go away for a minute but you you can't erase what happened and and i think people need to know what happened so they won't do it again so it won't happen again well and i think i think too that we need to have a broader discussion about slavery throughout world history as well because oh yeah most the, thing, the thing that happens i think sometimes is as americans we're solely focused on how slavery played out here in america where whereas in the whole world throughout world history every people group every ethnicity every person of every people group has either been a has been a slave and has owned slaves at one point or another throughout history oh like, yeah most of every people, and even every in um uh, I, I have a Facebook friend. Um, he's black himself, and but um, he he keeps talking about how he's he's like, well, don't just blame the white man. You know, uh, Africans sold other Africans, which is the truth. You know, uh, right. uh, if you um, I don't know if you guys have seen the Woman King, which is a great movie, by the way. Uh, but um, you know, it's based. What is it called? It's called the Woman King. Oh yes, movie. I have seen a trailer for it. Uh, yeah, it's it's is a very good movie. It's actually on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix now. So if you have Netflix, right. you can watch it. Um, and it is Do such it. a good movie. It's a really good movie. Um, but um, that was based on off a tr a true tribe, um, in Africa. You know, and they um sold their own people. You know, for profit. You know, so so it happened. You know it happened yeah. there just like it happened um with the irish i know that um most right. some irish you know were enslaved themselves you know so well, so yeah then, yeah yeah like in ancient even, even the jews yes yes jews, yes we were, the, we were the holocaust the yeah yeah well and even further back like richard's saying like to, in ancient times the, the Israelites were slaves at one point. Yes, and, yes. And, yep. And I mean, go to or like the fact that that Africans Africans sold them, themselves as slaves to the Middle East 
Middle Eastern countries to Muslim-majority nations for over 10,000 years. They were their best customers for 10,000 years. Yeah. I mean, that slavery is an atrocity and an evil that has touched everyone yes. throughout history, and it's something that I think we should condemn broadly, not just specifically, but also broadly, because it's been used against everyone at some point. We're all essentially our ancestors at one point along the line suffered because of this cruel practice yes. of humans enslaving others and it should be and, broadly across all cultures yes uh, yes because they, they, in some cultures it's still happening in some oh African yeah most definitely still happening and so uh, where they're enslaving their own people yep. you know like the military enslaves the populace and stuff like that and so like it's it's something that should be condemned across all cultures i believe it really is it really is amen to that nathan amen to that well we kind of got off the well we didn't get off the subject but we kind of <laughs> did get off the subject um yeah. but uh, <laughs> well uh okay so uh did i get everybody's favorite scene richard did i get your favorite scene uh no actually not yet okay what's your favorite um, scene I've richard? Got, i've got um well, the murder scenes were fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, <laughs> I, I especially like the, uh, the the five uh, high school kids. Yeah. Actually, it's only four. The bathroom mirror. Only four got it. Only four. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. One chickened out. Well, no, she was, yeah. Yeah, was one chickened out, but then the other one that was in the stall, she had nothing to do with it. Right, right. And I, I'm sitting there, you know, all the, you know, they're lined up going, you know, and I'm like, one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, bye bye. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that scene was fun. Um, I, I also liked, um, again, I got to go back to uh, the revelation of uh, who Anthony is and what his connection is mm -hmm. to Daniel Robitaille. And because, again, I, I did not see that coming. So, you know, he's sitting there talking to his mom. She's telling him the true story of, of who he is, where he came. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, he's That's the so smart he's to go back original. to that he's all, Little Anthony's all grown up now. Mm -hmm. I, yep. But I think um, I had already knew that that storyline was going to happen because they actually talked about it. They actually talked about it before the movie came out. So I knew that Anthony was baby Anthony. Yeah, I knew it. So I, I, I think I think I found out. I think I found out on IMDb by by comparing seeing that the name of the baby was the same name they were using mm -hmm. in this one, but I read that on IMDb before I saw the movie, so I was like, so are they making him so, like right. baby then? Or? Yeah, <laughs> so that was like perfect, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I loved, uh, for, for the few seconds that he was in it, I loved seeing Tony. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When the, when the bees uh, all come together and, they, and it turns into Tony Todd, I loved yep. it, and that was actually him. That I read that they they did they filmed him and they they digitally they de-aged him. him. Yeah, but it was him. It wasn't just like a complete CGI fake thing. Right, right. Well, you could kind of yeah, tell that it but, was. You could kind of tell that it was Tony. 
Oh yeah, oh, at absolutely. the end when the bees move off, it's yeah. clearly mm-hmm. missing out, definitely. Well, and that's what I love about this movie, and what I had written in my tweet was that I love that he's behind the whole thing, that he's like, mm-hmm. you're helping me come back, me gain power again by creating you into a new Candyman. You've revived me, and now I'm going to tell her, go tell everybody. Right. Yo, I'm back. Yo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and when you put it that way, it was that's a good way to bring him back. Because yeah. now everybody is scared of him again. You know, right. kind yeah. of kind of like the same formula again for Freddy versus Jason. You know, yeah. All, all that was needed was somebody to spook him. You know, and yep. and there you go. So well, and I guess the reason, and I didn't say my rating earlier in the podcast, but you all had said your your numbered ratings. Mm-hmm. I, I when I jumped on IMDb last night after watching it, it actually prompted me to rate it out of ten. Um, and I gave it an eight out of ten because of the fact that it brings up such topics as we've been discussing. Um, but also because I I like the fact that this is a a, a it's not a remake, it's not it's somewhat of a reboot, but it's more of a spiritual sequel. In I was gonna say requel. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of a spiritual sequel too, though, in the fact that it's it's like it upholds everything that happened before. It doesn't erase anything, but it adds to it and builds upon it um, with the mythology. And that's what I like about it, I guess, is that what it adds is of value, I think, and what it keeps the same is important. Well, yeah. I, well, see, the other two, uh, well, I guess three, but I, I, I kind of, you know, um, I pretend the third one doesn't exist because I don't like it. But, <laughs> but, uh, huh? The Day of the Dead one? Yes, yes. The Day of the Dead one. That I, one actually just came. That one just got a re-release. Oh, did, did it? Mm. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, uh, the, the, um, uh, you know, the last two, including the third one, uh, um, it was about racial, you know, the racial, um, uh, tensions, you know, um, like the first one, we, you know, we find that, you know, uh, Helen is going to the black community to, you know, to try to, you know, uh, get to the bottom of this Candyman figure, which the African-Americans have had, um, you know, started, you know, using as kind of a crutch, I guess you could say. And then in the second one, it does go a little bit deeper into the Candyman story, how he had a biracial child with the love of his life, who is a white woman. And then he gets killed by these black, I mean, by these white, you know, men. And then, you know, and then in the third one, you know, we, they don't really talk that, talk about it as much. You know, we just see him, you know, going after his great, great, great granddaughter. So, but, um, but the first two movies were 
uh, were about the social injustice that was done to Daniel Rock Rapatow. So, uh, so this one, well, it's kind of like you said, Nathan, it, it kind of just, um, like migrated, you know, to, um, to poor George Steiny, to, uh, Mr. James Bird, to, um, you know, to even Anthony, you know, in the movie. So, you know, I, I but I guess what I have a problem with is that um, it should have just stayed with Daniel Robitaille. It should have just stayed with him. That's what I think. Like not expand, like not expand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was my problem, and that would that would lead to my least favorite scene is when Burke was telling him all about it and then um but I'm I'm willing after listening to what's what's been talked about I'm my, I I still have my copy here I haven't brought it back to the library yet uh-huh. um, I may watch it again this time with like a fresh set of eyes Oh yeah most definitely yes yeah. I did not like the fact that uh, you know candy the candy men candy mans whatever um, well, and it's more than just a hive thing going on. I didn't get it, and I because I didn't get it, I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. See, that's how I was too, Richard. But that's that's me. Now, now yeah. that you guys, now that you guys have talked about it a little bit, and now uh, you know the whole Freddy versus Jason angle with them not talking about him taking his power away, I want to watch this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with again with a with a fresh set of eyes, fresh perspective. And watch those credits. If I like it better, maybe I won't. I don't know. Right, so, right, right. And watch those credits. Yes, the credits. For that. Yeah, and the credits. Yeah. Well, I, what's cool with the credits is the way they do it is it's like uh, you see the, the the puppet show thing projected on a museum right. wall, and then on the other wall is the credits rolling. Oh, okay. And it's all done from this angle where you're looking at this like art exhibit, basically. Um, so it's, gotcha. it's pretty neat. Um, but no, what I was uh, actually, we were going back to what Latrice was saying. Um, I was going to say Best Drawn Video actually recently came out with Candyman Day of the Dead, a re release. Okay. Oh, all right. Best Drawn, Best Drawn Video Collector's Edition. Um, so that I actually hadn't seen this until I picked up this Best Drawn copy. Oh, my gosh. Well, do they have any um, Do they have any extra features on there? see oh yeah it's got audio commentary with director co-writer and producer co-writer isolated score selections interviews with uh tony todd and the special effects prosthetics designer gary tunicliffe um, interviews with the director of photography and the production designer Home video promo, home video trailer, still gallery, and English and German trailers. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. I actually need to find a copy of the second one, The Farewell to the Flesh, because that's the one I haven't seen yet. I haven't been able to find a copy of it. Uh, I, I That one, I, I have, well, I had it. I don't know if I still have it or not, but I do know that I had it. <laughs> 
yeah, I lost a lot of a lot of my DVDs I lost in the move moving to Texas from Detroit. So <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, I did have that it. Day of that day again, uh, uh, and Candyman too. Some yeah. I, I think well well it was on Tubi. Uh, once upon a time, I don't think it's on there anymore, but it was. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, Candyman too, in my opinion, um, even surpassed the first one, and I think it surpassed the first one in my to me because of how they um, kind of made Candyman. They they made him. They fleshed him out a little bit more. You know, because I love how I love when yeah. when characters, you know, get fleshed out, you know, whether it be in the right. same movie or the sequels, you know, yeah. of the movie. I yeah, love I in, 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 in Farewell Little Flesh. I like the flashback scene to how he became. Yes. Same here. And then I was I was reading on IMDb that they were going to make this one like the backstory. It's like we don't need it because we've already seen it. Well, and they, I mean, they briefly they briefly covered the the backstory on on him with the shadow puppets. Yeah, that's the, true. Yes, they did. In which that this, that this film's way of rehashing the old events because they did yeah. that with yeah, we don't need that. Most of the old stuff was with the shadow puppets. So, and I and I have to admit, I kind of did have a little problem with the shadow puppets because I'm like, well. If you're gonna do a flashback, do a flashback. You know, stop doing well, using all these the puppets. To the footage from the previous film. Yeah, know. that's what I was thinking too. I was thinking maybe they didn't get the rights that's to do I, that. But there was there was another reason too. And let me let me find it again. I'm when looking for when it. Troy was telling the uh, revised urban legend story of Helen Lyle, right. <laughs> I thought we were going to get flashbacks. Yeah, me too. But well, that we know, didn't you know, get Troy that. Tells what's happened, and then we see what really happened. Mm-hmm. And that you know that, that we kind happen. of got a flashback as um as Vanessa was um uh telling the story to her son. But yeah, but even in that, you know, I, even in that, they were puppets, and I'm like, uh, enough with the puppets. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm trying to find this thing. There, there was a, a a factoid about that. Yeah. that I, I know there was one. Uh, there was the scene there where you heard Helen's voice. Yeah. Uh, I, yes, I, I, and, I, and I really did. Yeah. I like that scene. Yeah. See, this is how I am. It, this yeah, is how really I am with everything. Line. You know, if it's going to be a sequel, uh, include what happened or include the other actors. You know, you know from the first one. That was my that was my only gripe with Halloween uh, twenty eighteen. It was supposed to be a direct sequel to Halloween one. Well, we didn't get any mention of Linda. Or of Annie, you know, they I think they mentioned their names maybe once, and that was in the opening credits, right, right. you know, and it was written down on paper. But we didn't, I mean, Lori didn't even talk about her best friends that were murdered. 
you know, it seems, you know, yeah, it's like they weren't fleshed out. But and then, I mean, they they kind of corrected it in Halloween Kills, you know, by adding Annie's father. But even then, they didn't really yeah. even talk about Annie. He he didn't really talk about well, Annie. I mean, yeah, I found the uh, I found the thing I was trying to find too. The oh, okay. And they did the shadow puppets, the shadow puppets and Candyman. Uh, it says the shadow puppets in the film used to convey the horrors of racial violence bear a strong similarity to the work of fine artist Kara Walker and her silhouette cutouts depicting racism and violence. Oh, I have no idea who Kara Walker is. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, the, the, yeah, they were meant to be evocative of racial violence. Um, oh, okay. Based on her, based on her work. Yeah, I, I understand that. I just don't know who yeah. she is. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I understand. I understand. Yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna have to look her up now just to see who she is, so I can, yep. you know, so yeah, so I can see who she is. But uh, well, uh, I think we have. Uh, well, you all have said your least favorite scenes anyway. I think uh, Richard, you said your least favorite scene was. Um, uh, what did you say your least favorite scene was again, Richard? I'm sorry. <laughs> it was when we found out that uh, there was a, a hive of candy men. Yes, yes, yes. And, and well, my yeah, least favorite I, scene, I uh, Nathan, I, uh, I know your least favorite scene was that obnoxious Troy talking about <laughs> talking about we are, about, we are here to get her clothes. Do not yeah. come out with whatever he was saying. I don't know what he was We're thinking. going to leave with that. <laughs> yeah. okay, we get it. Shut up. Are obnoxious. <laughs> Shut up now before I hit you in the freaking face. No, I know. But um, uh, my least favorite scene is, um, well, okay. I better wait until we get back from break. Because we're, we're actually really running out of time and my least favorite scene is going to take a little minute. So let me go, let me go uh, on a little break and I'm going to uh, tell you guys my least favorite scene as soon as we get back. All right, guys, we are back from our little break, and I am going to let you guys know, know what my least favorite scene is. But actually, it's not a least favorite scene. Um, it's it's, the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not the whole movie. It really isn't. But <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, but uh, well, I didn't. Okay, so I didn't get why William, as a young boy, would scream at the sight of Sherman. All right, remember, guys, when William was young, he had went yeah. to go um, put the clothes in a wash, and that's right. when he encounters Sherman, and he screams, and that's when the policemen went and you know did what they did to him, beat him to death. Right. 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 So so William screams 
And right. as an adult, he's telling Anthony and the audience that Sherman was an innocent man. Okay. But as a kid, he was scared of him. Okay. Are right. you following me? Yeah. He was scared of him. He yells when when he sees him at the sight of him. Well, yeah, screams. like some creepy old man comes out of a hole in the wall and holds his hand out with some candy. Right, exactly. You, like, I mean, of course he screams. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because I would, too. Them. I would scream and oh, wet yeah, my pants. <laughs> I'd be like, what are you doing? Get away from me. Right. And yeah. But then he gets mad because the police come and you know basically you know just shoot him or beat him or whatever they did no they beat him to death yeah they, they beat they him come in there like 12 cops go in there and beat him to death and i mean not saying that what the cops did was right in in, in any you know shape or form because i don't think that was right at all but i just didn't get why william would then you know want sermon to appear you know, I, I and as I'm saying this, I think maybe he felt guilty because yeah, maybe uh, he think, felt that he was the reason that he got killed. Oh yeah, definitely. As I'm 100%. saying this, yeah, yeah as, as I'm saying it, it just clicked in my head. I think that William felt guilty, and I think that's probably yeah. why he wanted Sherman to, uh, because then there we had that whole um, scene with his sister. Remember, his sister said Candyman five times, and Sherman shows up and kills her. So I think um, I think maybe he felt guilty. Yeah. Well, and it was with his sister that he realizes that you can summon Candyman, and that not mm-hmm. only that, he realized that that Candyman was Sherman, and that's how he gets on the track that he's on as an adult at the laundromat. Right. Is that is that you know, he finds out that it's not even just one candy man. He's now learned that there's there's multiple that's Helen Lyle. Because that's the other thing too. This isn't the first movie to add more than one because at the end of the original Candyman, Helen Lyle becomes a candy man. That's true. So so we have a a female uh, a white female candy man too, in addition to the one that they added in this one but that's true and if they ever do do a another one i think that they maybe should build on that too i think maybe they should build on helen being being the only white candy yeah because how does that work because that you know that doesn't really work though in the mythology of this new one because the whole point was that Candyman is how the black community deals with these atrocities. Right. So, yeah. Which yeah. I like I like looking at it through that lens. Uh, I think that's an interesting one. But but you're right. A, a, a standalone film with starring Virginia Madsen as Helen Lyle with her as the main baddie. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. And then maybe at the end of that one, we can have Daniel Robitaille show his face again. (laughs) You know, maybe say, tell everyone, you know, again. Yeah. That would be, that to me would be actually good. Yeah, that would be interesting for sure. 
definitely unexplored territory that they just kind of tease at and you're like, oh, I want more. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. uh, oh, did I, uh, did I ever mention my favorite scene? I don't think I did. I don't, I don't think, think I, you did. I don't think I did. My favorite scene, no. my favorite scene, uh, well, actually, it's kind of like how you liked the, um, the, the, uh, the four um, girls murder scene, Richard. Oh, yeah. I actually liked Clive's murder scene. Oh, the art dealer? Yes. Oh, yeah, I, lo I loved it. I oh, <laughs> that yeah. was actually my favorite scene. I mean, uh, my favorite kill um, uh, actually goes to um, the um, the art uh, the art critic, but my favorite scene was Clive's murder. I, I actually I, I really loved it. <laughs> well, uh, and Nathan, uh, who what was your favorite kill or favorite creative kill or what have you? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was looking. at it's crazy. There, I guess the death count or the kill count is sixteen on this movie. Sounds really? Like a lot. It didn't seem like there, there was that many. I think a lot of those kills were the cops at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like okay. That cops. makes there sense. Were, that well, makes you've sense. Got, no, that sixteen makes sense because just between the high school girls and the cops, you have half of them. True. Yeah. So. Yeah. You only need like eight more, and that I think that covers the rest. Um, let's see the most, the best one. So let's see, best kill. Um, I wish we could see it more up close, but I like also like the way they did it when the critic gets killed. He he yeah. literally leaves the apartment, and as he closes the door. Candyman slashes her throat, picks her up. And yep, picks her, her and we don't even see Candyman. We just see her being lifted up. Yep, that was why. That's why that was my favorite. Yeah, that. I, I mean, even though you don't get the close up with the gore shot or anything, mm. it's still a really creative and interesting. And it's very effective. Move, move, movement and everything. Yeah. It's very effective. Yeah. I if I would have went to go see that at the theater, that would scare me. Yeah, because you're like, he, right. he literally just exited, and then it split second later, she's she's gone. Yep. Candyman waited until he left, and as soon as oh, that yeah. door shut, he yep. executed her. Yep. yep. Most definitely. Yeah, it, I would say, going back to the saying, it's not it's not as scary as the original. I feel like there's, there's more, like, creepy. It's more creepy in this, yeah. in this one. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like especially with the nature of the the candy man that's the main one talked about, Sherman. Because he is like a creepy old man, like this guy with a hook for a hand, and he comes out <laughs> of the mall and he's like, one candy, little boy? really creepy. Well, we move on to my last question. Uh, how does Candyman twenty twenty one pertain to the Bible? Pertain to the Bible, and I'll, I'll go ahead and um, answer first, guys. Now, now throughout this whole po podcast, we've been talking about racial injustices, but we haven't talked about the trauma, the trauma aspects of this movie, and 
what I that's what I actually got from this movie. Um, watching it, uh, I watched it three or four times this week, and um, you know, uh, the trauma. I mean, uh, I I searched the scriptures that have to, to do with trauma because I really feel that's what Candyman as a whole deals with, especially this one. Uh, Brianna, we find, is dealing with uh, watching her father commit suicide when when she was young. Anthony finds out that he was the baby that was taken um, by Candyman. Um, had William saw Sherman killed and then witnessed the aftermath of him killing his his own sister. And then there's the whole dang high comment, you know, the terror of right. many African American men, and in some cases, children, as in George Steiny, um, yeah. that were lynched for no good reason. And all of this leads to one thing, trauma. I found a scripture that I believe may be an antidote for trauma. I think it's a perfect scripture. In fact, I think it's so perfect, I almost didn't write it down because I, I, want, I wanted the Lord to lead me to another scripture because as perfect as I think the scripture is, I think it'll also ruffle some feathers because um, especially with my, my African-American brothers and sisters, the scripture is 1 Peter 3 and 9. And it says, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. Now, I know this scripture will upset people because people will think, wait a minute, you mean to tell me I can't get back at the people that tortured me or, or my people? And you mean to tell me in order to be blessed that I have to um, uh, oh, did I write it down? I think I wrote the rest of it down. Let me see. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in order to be blessed, I have to bless my enemies. You know, is that what you're saying to me, you know? Um, and that's exactly what the Lord is saying. I know yeah. I know it's hard because the African-American race was and still is um, traumatized by, you know, by what happened in the past. I mean, heck, I, I have to stop reading what was what I was reading, you know, about George Stymie because I was getting emotional, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, anyone would have a heart hearing what happened to him. I mean, yeah. That's the whole thing that's so tragic about Candyman and the stories being told through Candyman is it is a story, stories of tragedy and trauma and yes. unchecked, yes. unchecked yeah. abuse. And it reminds me too, Latrice, about the verse that says, uh, love you know show love to those who hate you and pray for those who persecute you uh, yes yes 
you yes. know, where uh, I think, yeah, I think it's actually Jesus saying that, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. I believe yeah. so. Yeah, so like the Bible calls us to this radical system of forgiveness and love yeah. that I think is hard for us sometimes to fully digest or appreciate because we do live in an eye for an eye type world. Yes, we do. Uh, we do. You know, and so it's hard for us to even grasp the kind of radical life perspective change that Jesus calls us to, but he does call us to that. Yes. He, you know, he never, he never persecuted anyone for their sins. He just simply went to them and said, I call you to something better. Exactly. Something exactly. Better. I'm not going to sit here and degrade you because of whatever your sin was. I'm just here to call you to a different life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and though we um likely wouldn't have a movie, you know, we wouldn't have a Candyman movie if Daniel Rubitaro had did that. But uh, but in r real life, it is better to bless those who despitefully use us or torture us because God's blessings are so much better than Satan's yeah. hatred. Yep. So that's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good word, Miss Latrice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was good. I, I can't say it better than that. I mean that <clears throat> Yeah. Definitely good insights. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh Richard, do you have an opinion at all, sir? Or if you don't, that you, is so totally fine. Uh you pretty much summed it up, yeah, Latrice, with what you were saying. What Nathan also said that I don't think I can add any more to yeah. that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, I'll go on to my five fun facts now. I um, Nathan, all the facts that you had um told us tonight, I did not write any of that down. <laughs> but um, oh, but, but um. But um, uh, my first uh, fun fact is um, uh, uh, production was brought back to the Cambridge Green neighborhood where the original Candyman was filmed. Uh, right. Though the high-rise buildings have long been um, demolished, the, uh, the row houses still exist. And you could kind of tell that that was the same neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, you could. Um, my fun fact number two is character Clyde Privler uh, was named as an homage to author Clyde Barker, who wrote the short story the original Candyman was based on. The Forbidden. Yep. 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 Um, my fun fact number three is running at just 91 minutes, one hour and 31 minutes. This is the shortest Candyman film to be released. Wow. Yeah. Um, my fun fact. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. At, I was looking at my Candyman Day of the Dead, the one I was holding earlier. It, uh, it's two minutes longer. It's 93 minutes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I guess it's not shortest by too much. 
Um, my fun fact number four is the crew actually encountered a bee infestation during filming, according to Mia DaCosta. Um, and my fun fact number five is Lakeith Stanfield was considered for the role of Anthony of Anthony McCoy, but he turned it down for Judas and the Black Messiah which also came out in 2021 and what and that that garnered him his first academy award nomination so that's good um now i'm going to move on to my purpose reaction um and i actually have um uh let's see i have um two answers i believe because um I did put out a um, grouper's reaction last week. I got one, um, I got one response on that one, and then I think I have another response on um, on the grouper's reaction that I um, put out yesterday too. So let me see if I can find them. Okay, the one I put out last week um <clears throat> was ripley and the second uh she says that um this new one she's only seen like three or four times and it's different but i still really like it she says i've had a, mas- a massive crush on 20 times since i was like 13 and this cameo in this new one was so awesome she said i loved it how can you not love Tony Todd? I know, right? Uh, I mean, hey, you know. And um, from this, uh, from yesterday's um, uh, question, um, because, well, let me read the questions for that. Um, I asked my groupers, uh, my horror movie warriors group, have you guys seen the new Candyman? And what did you guys think about it? And what was your favorite scene in the movie? And, um, we just heard uh, Ripley's um, <clears throat> comment, but uh, Jay Bullington says, I just didn't enjoy it as much as the first, which is understandable, right, Richard? <laughs> uh, one, uh, he said there was one really good kill, though. He just didn't say what it was. Uh, <laughs> I wish you would have said what it was. Don't leave us dangling like that. <laughs> Oh. oh, hey, Miss Latrice. Yeah, yes, sir. I have, I have one comment on my tweet about Candyman. It could be a grouper's reaction. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this person, I don't know who it is, Professor Mama on Twitter, uh, actually really enjoyed this take on Candyman. It's a pretty cool way to expand the story, and it still keeps Candyman so sympathetic. Yeah, I, I I will agree with that. I will agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well guys, uh I, I don't have any more questions uh have any more questions, have any more fun facts. And of course, you know, I would have gone over the cast and crew that passed away, but nobody has passed away from the everybody movie. everybody still has to uh, be out there. Yes. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say unless it's COVID or something. Right, uh, right. Everybody's still alive and kicking. And yeah, you know, um good. so yes, they get to act 
in another movie for us. <laughs> but um, well, and like I said, yeah, the cost of uh, the Marvel movie is coming out this year. Oh, that's so right. Yeah, we'll I, I, I can't wait to see it. Bigger. Yeah. Cannot wait to see it. Well, well, guys, th th thank you so much for being here. Um, Jamela did text us. Uh, she messaged us and she said yeah, that she's sorry that, that she couldn't be here. Um, she had uh, um, her girls had a dance competition. So, and, and I completely understand. Uh, I do wish that she was here because I, I, I know that she would have had a lot of insight into the African American because she is, she, she went to a black college and everything. So she, you know, could give us more insight into that, you know, mythology and stuff like that. Right. But, um, but yeah, but uh, next time, girl, next time. <laughs> but uh, well, guys, thank you again for uh, being here with me. Um, yes, yes. I'm so glad that we could do this. We might not have yeah. been able to do it last week, but I'm glad that we were able to do it this week. So, yeah. um, but um, well, guys, that's all, all she wrote until tomorrow when I, <laughs> I, I'm discussing... <laughs> I'm discussing Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> oh, no. So you're going, so you're going from a totally serious project trauma related film to. That's ridiculous, Richard. I know. I tried to watch. I tried to like those movies. I watched all of them once, and that is enough. Yeah. My God. Oh my gosh. My gosh. I, I I'm discussing it with Marlene Miller, and I, I got my fiance to do it with me. I have no idea how I got uh, Bryant to do it. <laughs> if anything, I. If anything, I want to listen to that podcast because I want to know how Leprechaun in the Hood pertains to <laughs> the I'm got listen, you guys know me. I, I will find <laughs> Like I said, I can't wait to hear this one. Oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. Let's see the Let's see the, the six degrees of Jesus on that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. And then on Saturday, uh, which is the last day of the African-American uh, movie month, uh, I will be talking about um, the day shift. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's on Netflix. It stars Jamie Foxx. It's a vampire movie, but it's a comedy for type. Thing. Mm -hmm. But it's no is nowhere as silly as <laughs> nowhere called? near. It's called day shift. Day shift. Mm -hmm. It's on Netflix. Uh, yep, it's on Netflix. It stars Jamie Foxx and Megan Good. Um, it's a it is it, it's a it's a funny movie, but it's not as silly as as Leprechaun in the Hood. But uh, and it's a vampire movie as well, so you got you guys should really watch it tonight. It, it, I, I'm yeah, gonna look at Netflix. 
2022, Jamie Foxx stars as a down-on-his-luck vampire hunter mm-hmm. in a film the LA Times calls a damn delight in one of the best horror comedies of 2022. Yep. I'm All telling right, you, it's, it's, it really is good. You guys should watch it tonight. And then listen to the podcast <laughs> podcast on Saturday. But definitely listen to tomorrow's. <laughs> it's going to be funny. If, if this episode was too serious and it wasn't for you, check out next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tomorrow we, were, we are going to have a crack up session. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that one. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's just so hilarious. Okay, guys. Well, on that note, <laughs> this has been Latrice Carter, Nathan Dilla, and Richard Moy- Moylan. And we will see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye.